Hello and welcome to Jumpcast episode 51, the podcast brought to you by the award-winning team behind Jumpcut Online. I'm your host, Reese, and today we're going to be talking about all things DC. Uh, this Saturday, we've just had, we saw a massive virtual event that DC and Warner Brothers put together that updated us on the upcoming slate of films, TV shows, and games, and they had a cavalcade of special guests, interviews, and most importantly, lots of footage for us to pour over endless, endlessly until we can see these films for ourselves. Um, so with me today, I have brought two DC know-it-alls, basically. Um, first up, I'm joined by our editor-in-chief. It is Tom Sheffield. Hello, Tom. Good evening. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. I'm still, I've still got a bit of a hangover from yesterday's event, but yeah, I'm feeling <laughs> good. Yeah, Tom was on our socials all day, so fair play to the guy for his efforts there. Um, and we're also joined by our multimedia manager and leader of Jump Cut Play. It is Sam Comrie. Hello, Sam. Hi, how are you doing? I'm very well, mate. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, I, I did fall asleep last night during all the DC <laughs> stuff, which is not like me, because you know, know how much I love this universe, but I caught up on it all this morning and... Yeah, there's there's a lot <laughs> to go through. It was one of those things where, considering you are probably the biggest DC fan in the whole of Jump Cut, um, we were shocked that you missed most of the um, <laughs> event. But you've all caught up now. I so am. We're all good. Sleep came a calling, but uh, I'm ready to talk DC. Fantastic. So um, we are today going to dive into most of the key details. We're not going to talk about games today. We're going to just talk about films. Um, so before we kind of get into the meat of the episode... Um, a bit of news. So finally, after what feels like years, they've announced or officially announced Black Adam as being a thing that is going to happen. And they showed kind of a weird announcement trailer for that. And they also announced that Shazam 2 is in the works and it's called Shazam 2 Fury of the Gods. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 Uh, and it's going to be starring Sinbad, famously known from <laughs> Jingle All the Way, isn't it? Am I wrong? I can't believe that. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's a mad casting, but in that kind of Shazam world, I think he kind of fits weirdly well. So if they can make it a Jingle All The Way type film, I'll be all about it. Um, (laughs) I can't wait to see what he's up to in that film. Um, So I know what both of you, and I'm sure all of you listening, want to get to. But we will get there, but not just yet. Um, So first of all, I'll start with um, Tom, since you were the one who had your eyes on it all day. Um, what were your thoughts on DC fandom as a whole, as an event? Um, I thought it was brilliant, really. I thought um, it was it was really well executed in the way they um, they paced it out. Um, and I know it was they've split it into two days now, haven't they? They, they sort of yeah. split the, the film and TV from the, the comic side of things. Mm. Um, so yeah, so it, it was it was this first day was all film and TV focused, but the the way they presented it and the, the sort of stage that Jim Lee created and, and the way they moved from panel to panel, I thought it was, I thought it was really well done. I agree with that. I'm, I'm still not sure how they did some of it, because I'm not sure whether it was kind of filmed over the last few weeks and they all put it together. I'm not sure how, like, for example, Matt Reeves and... I forget her name, the presenter of the Batman section were talking. I don't know how they filmed that, but that was it was kind of seamless, to be fair to them. It was, um, yeah. So I was impressed. Um, Sam, have you caught up with kind of what the event was? Or have I have, you just yeah. Seen the trailers? I've, I've caught up on, on, all, on most of the panels and whatnot. Um, yeah, I, w- I was really impressed by how they put it together too. I just like the fact that we can all be kind of included in an in event like this because you have your Comic-Cons and stuff like that and you don't really see the panels and stuff till kind of after the fact. So it's kind of nice to be part of it as it's unfolding. But um, like Tom's just been saying, the way they put the panels together with Jim Lee's artwork and kind of seamlessness of it all. I was really impressed. Me too. And I think when you mentioned about Comic-Con there, I do remember the days, you know, last year when Comic-Con was happening and everybody would watch those like bootlegged copies of trailers that was filmed yeah. from a camera. <laughs> and that is fun in itself. But the fact we got to witness all these trailers and footage firsthand in high quality was just so fun to be a part of. And I'm sure Tom was aware more than anyone else that Twitter was on fire yesterday. It was. Yeah, it really was. And it was it was nice to be in a place where we were all excited about film again because it's been a bit of a weird time in the last few months for film. 
So it's nice to have something to look forward to in the next year or two. Um, but yeah, so um, moving on. So the first major bit of um, footage we got was the brand new trailer for Wonder Woman 84. Um, directed by Paddy Jenkins, of course. Um, I'll start with you, Sam, this time. What are your thoughts on Wonder Woman itself as a film, as a sequel, and the trailer as well, please? Uh, I really enjoyed the first Wonder Woman film. I saw, I saw it quite a few times, actually, when it came out. Uh, the sequel, I wasn't too enamoured with the first trailer, but this one's kind of won me over. I'm still a bit iffy on some of the kind of plot details, specifically more to do with um, with Chris Pine. But um, I'm excited to see Pedro Pascal. He looks like he's having fun, kind of hamming it up as like a big mm. kind of 80s like power suit villain, which is going to be fun to explore. And uh, Kristen Wiig as well as Cheetah, the first proper reveal of that. That's going to be quite exciting to see. But yeah, I think Gal Gadot's just doing really good work as well in the role. It's like it's got to the point now where you just kind of associate Wonder Woman with her, which is kind of an incredible thing because a few years ago she was just... In the Fast and Furious films, mm-hmm. and now she's Wonder Woman, which is in, like an amazing thing. But yeah, I think it looks really good, and I like the kind of callbacks to some of the more godly aspects of her character, like swinging on lightning bolts, just like made me gasp because I've been like waiting to see that in a film for years, and now the fact they're actually doing it is just amazing. Yeah, that's one of the cooler things I saw in the trailer was her swing on lightning, which we've seen already, to be fair. Um, but it just looks awesome, so I can't wait to see that. Um, and I think. Uh, Kristen Riggs Cheetah was one of the big things people wanted to see from this trailer. So we did see it. Um, uh, before I get to your general thoughts, Tom, what do you think of Cheetah in a post-Cats world? <laughs> you know, if I had to see another another picture of Taylor Swift as a cat on, on Twitter, I might play. Um, but no, I'm um, saying Cheetah was one one thing I really wanted to see it coming out of um, fandom. Um and there's obviously there's been leaks and there's been like low quality pictures of merchandise with her on and stuff. Mm. Um, but the overall the design, I, I, I'm quite a fan of it. Um, I like I like the aspect they've gone for, and you know it's actually you know fur and and things like that. And the the way they showed her in the trailer, where you know she, she, before she becomes Cheetah and she's taken on Wonder Woman, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that transition and how and how Wig sort of manage, you know, manages going from, you know, her character to into full-blown cheetah mode. Absolutely. And then I think I've seen a few people compare her kind of transformation to Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman in Batman Returns. Mm. Is that a fair comparison? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably, yeah, go with that. Is it a good thing that it's kind of the same but different? Or is it going to be its own thing? Because I don't know Cheetah as a character myself. Uh, I think it just remains to be seen. Obviously, we're still mm. well. When's it? When's it supposed to come out? December time. Wonder Woman. October, I think. October. Or, yeah. So, so it's not too long. It's not too far away then. But uh, I think it's quite a good thing we haven't still seen that much of the film. We mm. don't really, really know that much about the plot. So I guess it remains to be seen whether that transition is similar to Michelle Pfeiffer. But I think the the core concept of comparing it that does work quite well. Because you, you mentioned it when you were talking about the trailer, was you weren't sure about the Chris Pine inclusion in the plot. Yeah. And I think this trailer was the first time we saw a clue what the plot's going to be, because it was something to do with bringing people back from the dead, I believe. Yeah. Do I'm you want to talk sure. about that a bit more? I'm not sure about how I feel on that specifically with Chris Pine. Maybe in, in the grand scheme of things it'll work, but mm. it just feels a bit odd jumping from... The previous film where he, he her, their relationship is quite a big crux of the story and her kind of transformation and arc as, as it unfolds and obviously with Batman vs Superman when she kind of tells Bruce Wayne that she's hidden from humanity for years because of kind of the terrors she's been through so I'm not sure how it will play but again I'm happy to be wrong and I'm, I'm, I hope it, it is good in that respect but still iffy on it It's one of those things in the first film I can't remember it because I've not seen it for a while, but doesn't he sacrifice himself? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he does. He flies up in the plane, doesn't he, at the end? So I realise it's, pro- it's not, you know, Diana Prince's fault that he's returned, but I'm hopeful that that doesn't negate his sacrifice. Yeah, I, I hope it doesn't cheapen it. Mm. Um, Tom, what are your general expectations for Wonder Woman 84? Um, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'll say it. I'm like Sam. The 
I'm still not really sold on the plot of it. Mm. Um, but from you know from what Patty was saying about how how big they've gone on the action sequences and how much they've done in practical, um, and obviously we've seen the 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 cheater and Wonder Woman sort of fighting, and we've seen Gal flying through the air and taking on tanks and stuff. So I'm mm. I'm, I'm excited to see um, sort of the action sequences and 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 how they've sort of how they're going to try and top No Man's Land. I don't think they're going to be able to do it personally because that, that was one of my favourite scenes um, of that year. I agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm sort of mixed expectations at the minute. I'm not going in too high hopes, but I'm, 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 I'm hoping to be surprised. I'm really looking forward to seeing how they do the combat because that there was that one shot that showed... Um, one woman taken out Cheetah by like swinging her over her head <laughs> across a, uh, up a cliff. I was like, as one sh- smooth shot, that looked really good. So I'm hoping that there's lots of kind of you know long takes where they can let the action breathe. You know. So yeah, hopefully that will be um, a good thing to witness. Um, so next we had a very short panel. It was literally 50 minutes, if that, of um, the Flash and an update on where that is because as we all know, famously. That has been in development hell for about 50 years at this point, where we've, we've had several directors. We sat, tragically didn't get the Rick Fukuyama version, which would have been sensational. Um, but it's a thing. It's coming out, directed by Andy Muschietti, I think it is. Um, and it's promising a lot of stuff, which I have reservations about. Um, but one of the most important kind of bits of news we had from before Fandom was that Ben Affleck is returning to reprise his role as Bruce Wayne, Batfleck Batman, in The Flash. Um, Sam, can you explain what the hell is going on? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I know we've talked a bit about this before on on the the Batman Forever podcast, because that's when the news kind of broke about the movie, but... um... Uh, it's like it's like they were saying on the panel. There's a lot of kind of opportunity to expand the actual universe that the DC EU is setting, and I guess they don't necessarily just have to go with the Michael Keaton Batman. I'm mm. I'm just happy that Ben Affleck's returning because even if it is his last appearance as Batman, which I hope it isn't, but if it is, he kind of gets to send off that iteration like on a high. Well, mm. I'm hoping on a high anyway, but um. Yeah, it's just all down to the kind of opportunities that the multiverse presents them. How they're going to use that remains to be seen. But I'm, I'm just, I'm really excited, Ben Affleck. About that, who'd have thought this week before the actual event you would just get a piece and he was saying, "Oh, by the way, Ben Affleck's Batman again." <laughs> well, look, he's he was even he's only been in in two films, not had his own feature, and he's in total been on screen probably less than an hour. I would say maybe might say over an hour. Mm. Um, but people absolutely love Batfleck. He's it was a really, really good version of Batman. Um, so I'll be curious to see what they do with him in the story because I'm sure I read that he's going to play an important role because of his link with Barry Allen um, from Justice League, which we'll yeah. get to later. Um, but Tom, thoughts on Batfleck's return? Oh, I'm so ha- I'm so happy he's back. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think I like fist pumped the air when the when that news broke, um, and I'm I'm very surprised they broke it before Phantom. I thought that would have been something. They'd have, they'd have mm. done join the panel, um, but yeah, like Sam said, I'm so happy he gets to come back and play this character, and and if it is sort of the last time we we see him in a in, in a film, then it hopefully will be a nice send off for him, um, and sort of on his terms rather than you know a film that's been messed with and and all that. What about in terms of the Flash? Because it feels like all the important news about his film <laughs> is about different it's Batman. Batman. Um, so where do we think Ezra Miller's Flash stands in all of this how important his role is he going to play in the future of the DCEU um, Sam Uh, again it's a hard one because we haven't got the Snyder cut yet and I guess (laughs) a lot of his role well well, we know it's going to be expanded upon but I guess we won't know to what extent I mean I know we're going to get to it but there's obviously stuff in that Snyder cut trailer that would allude to a bit more of a bigger flash role with him kind of traversing through the speed force and whatnot. Mm. So going through the future, I hope he has a, a more significant role. And again, whether that flack is to be included within that, it, with more of like a mentor role like he did in Justice League, we will see. But I, I do hope that 
the Flash gets more opportunity to be shown because at one point when it was um, I forget his name now, but the director of Dope, when he was supposed to be directing it, Rick Fukuyama, isn't it? Yes, he was going to have Cyborg in the script because in the comics they've got like a big kind of like buddy friendship. So whether they kind of build on that as we go forward, we'll see. But I'm, mm. I'm, there's so much they can do with the Flash, like they pointed out in the panel. I'm still a bit sceptical with them doing the Flashpoint story in the first solo movie. But because, mm. it, it, like you say, it is a lot to deal with. But it, it's exciting it's that they're doing things, it. Yeah, it's one of those things where DC are taking the Flash as a chance to kind of give themselves a reset. Yeah. Um, and whether that it works in that film remains to be seen, but I think it might work out in the long term because we've obviously we're gonna have it seems like lots of different universes within the DC realm in the next few years with things like the upcoming Batman films. You've got these Elseworld stories they've mentioned and all different kind of characters that you'll see in different versions over the next few years. Like it's very possible we'll see Ben Affleck's Batman and Pattinson's Batman in the same year. Which is bizarre. <laughs> so I don't know what they're up to. However, it's probably it's nice to see that DC have at least got a clear plan in place. Well, that, that's DC what it felt them. like with fandom. Like I was thinking yesterday, like for the first time in a long time, DC actually actually seemed to have a plan and they mm. seem to actually be executing it rather well. I mean, on paper, yes. Um, on paper, yeah, but. <laughs> Whether we'll see with the actual quality of the films, again, remains to be seen. But yeah. the actual kind of paper plan, like with all the films and everything they got slated, it seems like they're, they're at least trying to steer the ship in the right direction. That's true. That is true. Um, Tom, what are your thoughts on The Flash, this version as a whole, as a character? Um, I, I, was, uh, I was all aboard when Ezra um, got cast. Um, and I was really excited to see what, what he would bring to the role. And then obviously we got we got Justice League and <laughs> there was it wasn't all that more like they cut his scenes with Iris and things like that and him mm. sort of you know like the um like the, even from this Justice League trailer we got uh, yesterday you see him when he saves Iris and he's ran and he's he's burned his shoes off I mean mm. it's just like little details like that and in Justice League in the in the theatrical cut we just we didn't really see much of him I mean we we obviously saw him sort of talk to Batman and, you know, explain, like, he hasn't done this before, it's all new to him, and he gets a little pep talk and, and things like that. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see their dynamic in um, in Snyder's Cup. Um, and like you say, yeah, the... Is, is, I'm hoping he can hold his film and still, you know, even with all these Batman, that the, the Flash will still be central and not be overshadowed by you know because they, they, they like you say they could do anything with this the the multiverse is open now he's you know he's appeared on the tv show yeah. um and now he's actually called the flash because of that because in justice league they didn't call him the flash no um so when he went he crossed over into the tv show he got called the flash and he's like right i'm gonna have that name so now he's <laughs> now he's the flash um so it is it's very interesting what they could do and it's very interesting to see what they're thinking of, but yeah, the execution needs to be the execution needs to be done very well um, because it's, they've got so much, so many possibilities in the hand. Yeah, exactly. And I think what they have done quite well is that they seem to have gathered a really talented group of filmmakers to create these different films. Like you've got people like Andy Muschietti, you've got Matt Reeves, you've got James Gunn, you've got. Um, Patty Jenkins, you've got all these people who are really talented, and it's just down to Warner Brothers to kind of let them create good films, which they all can. So it's going to be interesting to see how that um, turns out. So I think we mentioned it a few times there, and I think it does probably fit nicely into the episode if we talk about the long-awaited Snyder Cut trailer. Um, so we did have an episode um, a few weeks ago with Dave. We talked about Batman Begins, but we did a massive kind of rundown of Snyder Cut. We did, and it was it was a really fun episode actually. If you want to listen to that, please go and find it. Um, the Batman Begins one. However, we now have some footage of what the Snyder Cut will look like to a certain extent. Um, I've asked Sam Feeds a few times already, so Tom, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts on the Snyder Cut trailer that we saw yesterday? 
I I was quite surprised actually the the absolute balls on Snyder to to <laughs> kick off the trailer with um, Dark Side, mm. uh, which is obviously not it's not the finished product. They'll still work on him and stuff. Um, just to so to give that sort of feel that right, this is the character you didn't see in the theatrical cut. It's a different film. I thought it was a very ballsy way to start it. Um, and as I was saying to Sam just before we started recording, I, I genuinely can't believe it leaked before it came <laughs> I out. I don't how, how stuff like that happens. I'll I'll never get my head around. Um, no. But yeah, um, I, I couldn't take my eyes off Superman throughout that whole theatrical cut mm. <laughs> for the for the um, for the trailer. Um, and I think I think my personal favorite bit of it is when you see Lois Lane looking up. And obviously we saw that bit in the first trailer for Justice League and everyone was like, oh, she's going to be looking at Superman. And then, and then in this trailer, we do see, you know, Superman's just hovering above. And I don't, I don't there's just something about that shot that was, I just love about it. I've been um, trying to work out when that is. Is that going to be after the fight or before the fight? It does the fight happen. That's a good point. Uh, <laughs> so this is what I'm, I'm interested because uh, when we obviously see this cut, we're going to see what was... Snyder's vision to begin with, and what was, you know, put in by Whedon and and everyone that came in during all that. So, I think yeah, it's it's going to be going to be very interesting. Uh, but the the trailer as a whole, it did sell it as a different film. I mean, all the shots that we hadn't seen before, you know, you see Cyborg Dad um, in that cube and he yeah. he dies because um, obviously he he survives at the end of Justice League. Um, the theatrical cut um so the fact that my first initial reaction was it did it didn't feel like a, a proper trailer it just felt like a sort of a, a look at this cut it didn't it didn't have a trailer feel to it which i thought was, was quite bold of them i agree with that and i think we said about it this being snyder's vision it is going to be as much of a director's cut as we've ever seen in the history of bollywood um, because I'm not sure anyone has, has been given this much freedom before to give out a four-hour cut of a film <laughs> that's apparently in four parts, and I'm very concerned what that means for the us UK fans of uh, that film, because I, I thought it was going to be in the cinema for us, um, like um, American, Pickle, American Pickle has been over here because it's HBO Max, but we just don't know. Um, Sam, Thoughts on the Snyder Cut, please, Sam, because I know you've been buzzing about this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm st- I can't believe we're actually at a point where we actually get to see footage from it. Mm. Let alone, like Tom said, open it with Dark Side of all characters. Um, but yeah, it's just really great to see it again. I've fixated on Superman getting to see the black suit, which is one of the big things I was. Excited to see when the theatrical cut came about, and sadly we didn't get it. And it is—it's an entirely different film, it, and it, it does look like I said yesterday. We were robbed. <laughs> we, we really were, and I don't—I don't know whether people still like whether you like Zack Snyder or not. I don't think people understand to the extent like how much footage was actually missing, like. Uh, obviously we've not seen it yet, but when it comes out I think the difference is going, going to be night and day. There's so mm. much in this little... It's all, it's almost like a montage, really, more than a trailer. And again, it's ballsy for him to open it with that. It was even more ballsy for him to use his own, a callback to his own movie. <laughs> 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 whether, whether you like that or not, I know quite a few people there had some things to say on the internet about that. With Hallelujah, you mean? Yeah. Mm. But I, yeah. yeah, there's just so much in it. The Flash running through the Speed Force as well, what that could mean, how it'll link to maybe Batman vs Superman with the Nightmare sequence. And I'm I'm surprised they actually did include um, Cyborg's dad dying in, yeah. in the trailer. I thought that might be something you would save for the film, but I guess if he's really just out here trying to say, look, this is what I shot. And mm. Zack Snyder's been quite like notable for saying he always shoots what he draws. And there was a drawing months back of like the Justice League, the whole of Justice sign in the rubble, and then lo and behold, it's it's in the Snyder Cut trailer. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just I'm very excited to see it, and if they do release it in the cinema and it's full four hours, I will be there the the minute tickets are on sale. 
I think I would see it in the cinema if there was like a two hour and then intermission and then two more hours. I think I was happy with that. Yeah. Four hours on the bounce might be a bit too much for my little head. Um, my bladder can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in terms of what we did see in the trailer, what were some of the more noticeable differences? Like you mentioned about the speed force, because from my perspective, all I'm seeing is that the basic story of getting to that flight with Step Wolf at the end, that is still intact. Yeah. I don't know. Are the Mother Cubes still a thing in the Snyder Cut? They're still a thing, yeah. I think we're going to see a lot more fleshed out with that and the new God kind of perspective. Because mm. uh, there was a character in the trailer as well. Um, is it the Sad, his name? Uh, he he was not even in the theatrical cut. And whether that's to do with some kind of likeness similarities to another <laughs> character in another big super movie. We'll see. Wait, who is this character? Please fill me in. I'm not sure I'm aware of this. There's some people that think he looks quite a bit... Um, what, What's his name in Infinity War, Tom? I think you'll know. Yeah. Right. Yeah, which, yeah. I, which I do see. I do see similarity. So whether that mm. was a move by Warner Brothers to cut it out because of that, I don't know. But I think we are going to see a lot more to do with the new gods aspect because you've got the entire um, war with all the different factions of the Atlanteans and humans and everybody versus Darkseid and his army. And that was supposed to be a big part of the mm. of the original vision. So I'm excited to see that. We did get a little tease of that, actually, with um, one of the Atlanteans taking that lightning bolt, which was awesome. <laughs> but yeah, yeah there's good. so much that I, f- I don't think we're quite ready for. <laughs> no. I think Tommy mentioned it about the Flash having a bit more of a story in this one. I really like the fact it's going to show us the Flash doing his normal stuff because it seems like he's just joined the Justice League and that's it in the original cut, whereas now we get to see him actually save some lives for the first time, which is nice. Mm. Um, yeah, because yeah, in, in, in the theatrical cut, um, Bruce Wayne just turns up in his, in his little cave, yeah. in, his, in, his little, in his little den, doesn't he? We don't know anything before that. or you know. So I'm hoping we get a little bit of you know what what Barry's been doing in in his you know now he's got this because the powers are still new to him, mm-hmm. um, which is why he runs. He doesn't run. I know a lot of people commented um, <laughs> when 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 that gift came out of yeah of him running through the speed force. I was like, why is he running so funny? But that's it's because it is it's because it is still new to him. Um, so yeah, so I'm hoping we get to see him sort of testing out his powers, like you see him breaking the glass with his finger and. And things like that. I'm hoping we get to explore a bit, a bit more of his early days. Yeah, I hope we see that as well. And just, I want to see a bit more cyborg as well because he was obviously given an unfair treatment in the Justice League um, that we saw. And I'm, I'm excited to see how much um, of Victor Stone will get to see before he turns into mm. cyborg because obviously he's going to be, he's that football quarterback guy, obviously. And I wonder whether that's going to just going to be a quick montage, or are we going to see him interact with his friends before it all goes wrong? I just I want to see more of that kind of actual world building rather than just here's a hero, you know? Yeah. So what you're so, saying is you don't want the Flash to be saving random Russian families. I yeah, ideally, I'd rather see the Flash do things that matter. Dostoevsky. <laughs> oh, oh my god, I forgot about that. Every time I I've seen Justice League twice. And I get to the Russian family, and you can you just know this was a reshoot. They added this in to that final scene just to give it something something else, and it just doesn't fit. <laughs> it's such a tonal shift between what you're watching compared to this family with bug spray, and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, it's you crack on, Sam. You go. I think I think I was just gonna say it's crazy that the entire length of the Snyder Cut is essentially like two films. Mm. It's I re- I can't wait to see the eventual kind of YouTube cuts of the scenes that were different in the Snyder Cut versus the yeah. Wayne Cut. There's going to be a lot of articles and analysis, analyses about uh, how different they are. Because I'm really curious to see if there is actually an entirely different story that we've just not seen before, which I imagine there is. I think um, like the the core, like you say, I think the core journey to Steppenwolf will be. Hmm there but how we get there i think is going to be the the big difference mm. i do wonder whether um the, the dark side's key bit is going to be a bit more kind of like a the, a prologue i suppose yeah where it shows like the war that he was oh, kind of he led and stuff and I in much help. more detail yeah that that would be like a 
like a good kind of callback in a way to kind of Man of Steel, how that has like the 20 minute prologue on Krypton. Mm. And then you've got obviously the rest of the movie. So I think that'd be kind of cool to kind of round out this kind of trilogy, I suppose, with that kind of style, I guess. Yeah, because I think when I, I've thought I've seen that kind of the trailer a few times now. And I'm thinking if we, if that is a prologue, I've I've had vibes that it's a bit like the start of Lord of the Rings, where it mm. explains Sauron and like all the elves going to war with him and stuff. And I think that could be a quite cool introduction to the the new Justice League. And it just shows how different this is compared to the old one. Um, Was wasn't there when when Snyder shared like the picture of it? Wasn't there the um the timings on it? Wasn't there like an hour time mark on it? Oh, interesting. So, whether so, that means anything or not at this hmm. point, God knows, but yeah. Oh, that is interesting. Um, and I mentioned it in our group chat, like, earlier. Um, Sam, talk to us about the aspect ratio situation, because in my head, shooting a massive superhero film in a tiny aspect ratio seems a bit odd, but yeah. maybe you can explain more. Um, the, the aspect ratio we're seeing it in now, I, I, I believe, is as Snyder has been talking about, was the kind of original format it was shot in. Mm. And then when they've obviously gone to um, do the cut that we saw, you, you kind of have to kind of remaster the footage in a way to kind of get it into that aspect ratio. Mm. So now we're kind of seeing... It's hard to explain without like doing a diagram and stuff. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I guess the simplest way is is to say you're getting it in kind of the the rawest format that he did intend it to be. So it is going to look a lot different. The quality of the picture is obviously going to be different as well because I think you can tell with the footage in in this Snyder cut try and the, the some of the bits in the theatrical cut there is a difference in the cinematography with the lighting and how Zack Snyder colors his footage compared to how the weed and stuff is coloured. So it's just going to be a totally different aesthetic, um, unlike his other superhero movies. And I think in superhero movies in general, I don't think we've we've seen something shot this way before for a big no. Hollywood superhero movie. So I'm, I'm interested to see how that'll, um, that'll look. Because you can see like kind of some of the imperfections with the frame, like the vignetting and stuff on uh, the footage of Aquaman when he when he's out on the dock. If you look in the corners of the frames, you can see like kind of like tears and stuff. So I think mm. it's going to look really interesting. So it, was it shot on film originally? It was, it yeah. Digital? Shot on film. So it is meant to have that kind of more grainy look to it. Yeah, I don't know whether when Whedon came on, whether they chose to shoot the same format, because I know that the cinematographer, uh, Fabian Wagner, he wasn't present for the reshoots. Oh, it was, a, it was a, a different cinematographer, so he didn't even, he didn't even in, a, in a fashion get to finish his work. Oh my God. So... I'm guessing yeah. this is all Wagner's stuff then with the new Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing this is all his stuff. Like, when he was saying what, when the film came out originally, like, yeah, we shot stuff with Black Suit Superman, and lo and behold, now we're getting stuff with Black Suit Superman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was good. That was good, actually, when we saw that a few weeks ago. with There was that random Snyder event, wasn't there, where yeah. he showed literally five seconds of Justice League. And <laughs> I was expecting more, but we saw the Black Suit Spider-Man, and that was fine. <laughs> so... I'm glad we've got something more tangible to kind of grab onto with the um, Snyder Cut trailer. Um, any final thoughts, Tom, on the Snyder Cut? Are you excited? Um, I think one thing we haven't mentioned is um, sure. the score. So Junkie's score. Mm. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to hear that. Um, mm. I don't think we got any in the trailer, did we? We didn't, know. Just the, no, just the song. It was just hallelujah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I was quite surprised because I know did I think did Junkie complete it and then he's gone back to sort of rework it. I think um, it was cut. mostly completed. Yeah. And then they obviously booted him and brought Danny Elfman on, and Danny Elfman oh. was like, "There's only one Batman theme." <laughs> <laughs> Superman theme. Yeah, let's just chuck that in. Mm. Um, yeah, so I'm excited. To, I'm excited to um, to hear that um, with the footage, um, and I'm surprised they didn't sort of tease a bit of that. Um, in, in the trailer, but obviously that it's just a teaser trailer, so we're, we're going to get more as we get closer. Um, but yeah, on on the whole, I'm, I'm like say same as Sam. I'm really excited to see that Snyder's going to get his cut out there. Mm. You know, after everything that happened and everything like that. Um, and I'm you know be keeping an ear on the ground for UK distribution, um, like you say, because they they did say you know it's going to be four four one hour parts. 
um, but there will be a cut that's four hours. Yeah. So there will be there will be both options. Please. Um, and he did mention that distribution is being sorted in regions that don't have HBO Max. So hopefully, you know, it doesn't just get dumped on Sky or something like that. Here we mm. can, you know, there'll be a, a cinema option for us. That'll be excellent if we could, because I would definitely see it in the cinema. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Sam, uh, I'm guessing you're excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just echoing what Tom said, I'll, I'm just, I can't believe it's actually happening and it'll be nice to kind of round off his DC films and whether it's the last one. Um, if if it's good, then it's nice that I'll just get to round it off. But if it goes in the cinema, I'll, I'll be seeing it like a billion times. I'm sure. Well, you saw BBS 13 times, I believe. I did. And I saw Man, Man <laughs> of Steel 11 or 12 times. So, as you can tell, Sam is not a big DC fan. Um, nah, I hate DC. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to see him ironically. <laughs> um, so, on the, on the subject of directors who have been given a second chance, um, we were also given a look at the Suicide Squad in mm. more of like a behind-the-scenes look rather than um, an actual trailer. Um, but we saw what they called the Roll Call trailer, where they just yeah. showed all... 20 characters they've got in the Suicide Squad. Hell. Um, I'm not going to kind of run through them all. Um, however, some highlights. So you're going to have people such as um, Idris Elba playing Bloodsport, who I did not know existed. <laughs> Why is he not dead shot now? We'll get to that later. Um, you, I didn't know John Cena was in it, as, as someone called Peacemaker. I didn't know Pete <laughs> Davidson was in it, as someone called Blackguard. <laughs> I don't know who David Dasmalakian is in it, but he's a man called the Polka Dot Man. Um, I didn't know who Nathan Fitting was in it, and he plays someone called Arm Fall Off Boy. Um, <laughs> we've got Daniela Melchior, who's playing Ratcatcher, not one, but Ratcatcher 2. two. Um, you've got Sean Gunn, James Gunn's brother, playing Weasel, who looks hilarious. <laughs> you've got Flula Borg playing a man called The Javelin, who's just... Just why not? Um, and then you've also got the return of fan favourites such as Joel Kinnaman's Rick Flag. You've got Jai Courtney's Captain Boomerang. Um, and you've, of course, got Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. So this film, I'm not going to lie, lads, it sounds batshit insane. Uh, um, <laughs> but where's my boy Slipknot? Where, where, where's Slipknot? Slipknot didn't make the cut. <laughs> the guy who can uh, climb anything. He can't oh. climb anything. Um, what about, where's the one who has the, the sword with the souls? Where's she at? What's Guita- this? Yeah, where's Katana at? She's got my back. She's <laughs> <laughs> got your back, mate. And Amanda Waller, Wild Davis is returning. This film, I don't understand it. Um, but I'll, well, I'll be lying if I said the trailer wasn't very exciting. Because it looks like it's got a really cool kind of Vietnam War aesthetic to it. Mm. Um, and it looks like the kind of film that a lot of those characters I just mentioned are not going to make it through the film. Um, so who knows what's going to happen? Um, I started with um, Tom last time. So Sam, thoughts on The Suicide Squad, what we saw yesterday? Obviously, we haven't known a lot of it um, before, and so I wasn't really sure what to expect. And then all of a sudden, we've got this very kind of not cheesy but very over over the top mm. zany take on the characters like going from david ayer's suicide squad to to this mm. it's it's such a wild tonal jump and, and and to be honest i'm here for it like when i saw john cena was in it like yeah i'm I'm here for him playing a, <laughs> yeah. as they described him a douchey captain america <laughs> so yeah i'm completely here for that and it, I, just, I don't know what to make of it but like you said the, the trailer is just very exciting at the prospect of what it could be and the fact we've got all these kind of like B-list characters making their appearance in the film. Like I never thought <laughs> <laughs> Where's his where's his triple A PS5 game? I wanna play as well as that man. <laughs> I just I can't believe like they've given him this this much freedom to have all these very unknown characters in a in a big movie. And it, it's it's a good kind of callback to the early kind of origins of the Suicide Squad because it used to just be like a random mishmash of random characters like Polka Dot Man and that. So it's good to see that they're embracing the the roots of the source material. And I I just really don't know 
what to properly think about it, but the tone of it, I'm I'm all here for. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm the same boat as you in that I'm I don't know how it's going to go down because we've obviously seen from um, Guardians of the Galaxy that James Gunn has prior experience with making you know unknown secondary characters these big fan favorites. Yeah. Um, but obviously in that film he only had five to work with, or in this he's got twenty five <laughs> to work with. So I just don't know how that's going to go. Um, Tom, thoughts on the Suicide Squad? Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of glad we got behind the scenes stuff rather than a full blown trailer because mm. I think we got the feel a bit more from that. Um, and I think a lot of that they wouldn't have shown in the trailer. We would have got a very sort of cryptic, here's your characters kind of trailer. Um, whereas you know this one we got all the behind the scenes look at the characters flying about talking to the cast and that. Um, but yeah, like Sam was saying, it's just. It's just all these characters, you just don't know what to expect. And and I mean, a lot of people aren't going to have heard of any of these. Mm. Um, and just some of the names attached to them as well, like how they managed to get all these people. This this yeah. cast is insane to play all the, to play Pokemon Man, to play Peacemaker, you know. Yeah. It's, and and again, like Sam was saying, it's, it's com- it feels like a completely different vibe to um, Aya's first film. But obviously, you know, if you listen to Twitter and things, it's, it wasn't Aya's film. It was Warner Brothers messing with it kind of thing. And that, that's a whole different, <laughs> that's a whole different thing. Um, but it does seem like Warner Brothers has sort of been more trusting with, you know, the, in the past 12 months, there seems to be a real change of Warner Brothers and, you know, the way they're handling the films. Um, and I think Birds of Prey is probably a good example of that. That was, yeah. that was an absolute riot. I loved that. Um, so I'm glad they're just going to, go with it and just get even crazier with these comic book characters, you know, because anything happens in comics and, you know, it does, you do get all these random characters and weird people and, you know, you just stick them all together and things blow up. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm way more excited for it than I was expecting to be. Yeah, I didn't, this was probably the biggest surprise of the event. I didn't expect to see anything from it. Um, Maybe a poster or something like that, but I, no, it was a bit of a shock. But like you said, Warner Brothers have definitely changed tack over the last year or two. Like, I think it was, they saw how Justice League went badly. Because after that, wasn't it, was Aquaman the next one after Justice League? I might be uh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Because, uh, famously, I adored Aquaman because that was just ridiculousness personified. And then they kind of have started to kind of correct course with the DC stuff. So Aquaman was very good. Shazam was very good. And it just seems like they've kind of actually figured out what they're going for. So I think Suicide Squad, this version, will fit into the world that they've made, especially with with Shazam, which is a much more kind of kooky, tongue-in-cheek world they are creating. Um, I'm hoping that this will kind of mesh in quite well with all of that. Um, but you said about the cast being ridiculous. I did mention people like, you got Peter Capaldi, Tycho is in it. You've got Michael Rooker, James Gunn's best friend is in it. It's just... This cast is insane. Um, and I, I'm like, I can't wait to see what they do with it. I hope it's good. But who knows? Yeah, we, did, we didn't learn who Watiti's playing, did we? we didn't, there was no no. no. I, if I had to guess, I would say he might be voicing King Shark. Um, oh, God. But I, I honestly, I don't know. Like, he could be voicing the Weezers. I think he is playing a voice rather than himself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could see that. Then, yeah. And to, based on, like, we saw in the Roll Call trailer, King Shark looked adorable. Um, and I think <laughs> Waititi's accent would fit with that vibe really nicely. So it might be that. We, who knows? Um, but yeah, that, the cast is ridiculous. James Gunn as a director, I'm he, neither here nor there on. I think the first Guardians is very good. The second one is not as good, personally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeff loves uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Um, but I, what I noticed from the video was the cast seemed to love James Gunn. They really were selling him as this. the film wouldn't be a thing without James Gunn um, because he is clearly a talented writer and a talented director. So fingers crossed he can pull this one off. Um, and I think that's it for the episode today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the last bit of news that came out of DC Fandom was the one that everybody was waiting for. And this got leaked as well somehow, which 
like you said, I don't get how leaks happen for events like this. Um, but we saw a trailer for the upcoming Robert Pattinson, The Batman, directed by Matt Reeves. Um, and if you've been online anywhere in the last 24 hours, this trailer has popped off, to say the least. Um, Sam, what are your general thoughts on the trailer for The Batman? Well, again, uh, as I slept through it, I wasn't aware it came come out. I woke <laughs> up at half seven this morning. Like, oh, I guess I'll catch up on what I missed. I thought, oh, Batman trailer's that cool. Didn't think they would put a trailer out. Start watching it. It's going really well. Uh, then he beats down the guy, and I, and I, and I literally just went, <laughs> like, just gasping. Because, like, I, I couldn't believe it. But yeah, it looks incredible. And I, I can't, I was just saying to Tom before I recorded, if this is 25% of what they've shot, mm. how good is the rest of this movie going to be? Yeah, I, in in a nutshell, I think it looks great. They are in a really interesting position where, because they've shot so little, they have time to gauge a reaction to this trailer, so they can see, oh, people liked that fight scene where Batman beats the shit out of a random goon. <laughs> I think it's right. We need to get more action scenes in, more fights and that in, because like I know there was one shot of Batman rising up a lift surrounded by goons, and you're thinking that's going to end badly for everyone else apart from Batman. And I just, I can't wait to see what I can do with it. Um, Tom, Batman thoughts? Oh, I, I, was, I was talking to um, Eamon on Twitter um, before the panel. And I was like, no, they're not going to show a trailer. I'll be happy with just, you know, a couple of character reveals. Um, so the fact that we got a, a, a teaser trailer was mind-blowing for me. Um, yeah, the, the, whole, the whole tone of it, um, you know, uh, the teasing of Riddler. Mm. Um, I'm quite. I was just saying, Sam, for recording, you can hear Andy Serkis talking. You know, as Alfred, but they don't actually reveal him. You don't see him at all, which I think is quite interesting. Um, <laughs> I'm just looking at my notes here, and all I've got is Colin fucking Farrell. Yeah. <laughs> I just that face is just everywhere at the minute. <laughs> I know that's been a discussion all day. I'm still convinced it's Richard Kind. It is not Colin Farrell. Oh, it's a spitting image. <laughs> it's literally, it looks like Richard Kind. If you've not seen it, there is a shot of Colin Farrell who is cast as Oswald Cobblepot, who is uh, the Penguin, of course. And you, could, you, if you showed anyone else that picture, you would never in a million years say that's Colin Farrell. It's just one of those transformations that he's done for someone who's probably in this film going to be a bit part character. He's not going to be the main focus of Batman's attention, which is just fascinating. Um, and I can't wait to see what he can do because, as you know, Farrell is such a brilliant actor. He is, yeah. Um, so I can't wait to see what he can do with that. And I, I really hope that they break, they make the Penguin threatening. So if he gets to be the main villain in this prospective trilogy that we've got in front of us, uh, I would love to see what he can do with that kind of character. Um, you mentioned there uh, the Riddler. For me, that's the biggest, exciting, most important thing about this whole trailer was the fact that Paul Dano is going to be the Riddler and he's oh, going to be fucking terrifying. That is some fantastic casting right it's there. It's unbelievable, that's... isn't it? As soon as that was announced, I, I remember being on Twitter, like everyone popping off about that. It's <laughs> just genius. Inspired. Yeah, it is. It's, And I think what Matt Reeves um, was saying a lot in the fandom event was, to be fair to him, I know me and Murphy as well, in the chat, we were so impressed with Matt Reeve himself and how much he was talking about this world he wants to create for Batman. And you could just tell that Reeves wants, is so passionate about this project and he just can't wait to show it to us, which is why I think we got the trailer we did yesterday. Um, but yeah, Sam, so do you want to talk to us about what you think, how this story is going to unfold? Because I know Reeves said that it's, this is Batman in year two. What does yeah. that mean for Batman as a character? I think, like, from the terms of what we're going to see from uh, from Rob Pattinson, is is still going to be this kind of rough mm. Batman that isn't perfect. He is going to make mistakes, which is why we're seeing him absolutely beat the shit out of people <laughs> instead of like obviously being more of like a ta tactical fighter. He's just going to be really rough. It reminded me of Daredevil, like mm. the the sheer brutality. Like, we, I think we've all said it today multiple times that that last punch that he throws, where he just puts. <laughs> everything into yeah. it 
Like he's he's going he's going to be a Batman that's going to make mistakes, and whether he's he's going to, he's not going to be quite the detective that is that is that we know Batman to be, which I think is going to be exciting to see in this story with it being more of like a noir driven mm-hmm. attempt because I think we we haven't really seen in in Batman films Batman figure stuff out. Mm-hmm. I mean I know we've got bits and pieces like um in the Dark Knight with the bullet in the wall. And in Batman vs Superman, obviously with all the Lex Luthor kind of stuff, but it'll be nice to actually see Batman actually decipher clues, mm. use his intellect to to solve crimes. So I'm really excited to see what what that'll bring from. But for year two, it's 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 an interesting point to be in because we're not at the origin point. So mm. I mean, I hope I hope we don't have to see the parents die again. <laughs> no, no more for everyone. We, we've no seen that pearls. plenty of times and I personally think BVS did it the best kind of way as like an opening montage yeah. rather than like a like a dedicated scene. Mm. But um, hopefully we don't have to see that. It means we just get to see kind of the city itself and all these characters all in play. And like you were saying about Matt Reeves, it feels like he really has a an incredible grasp of of this world and he was saying with it being in year two, we get to experience Gotham City and the police department in a different way as well, with it being all about kind of corruption. And and even that itself sparks more theories of what the plot could be. I've been spinning some to you guys today. That could be wild, could be true. I don't know. It's all speculation at the minute, but it, it's so exciting, the prospects of what is presented. And there's a TV show as well, isn't there, that's going yes. to um, tie into this. And he said on the panel... That that is set in year one, so I'm curious to see the links then. Whether Battinson, we're going to call him Battinson now. He's earned it yeah, after that Battinson's 12 seconds. Mm. Um, whether he'll <laughs> actually be in that, I don't know. But ugh, I can't believe we're at a point where, if you'd have told me 10 years ago that Robin Pattinson's going to be Batman, I'd be like, you're you're fucking high. But like <laughs> now we've seen it. Ugh. And the Incredible. fact that he looks that good playing Batman as well. Yeah, like, as soon as you see him in that first shot um, in the crime scene with Gordon, mm. uh, as Gordon as well, um, Jeffrey yeah, Wright. Jeffrey Wright, can't wait for Nailing that. it. Mm. Uh, yeah, as soon as you see him in the suit and everything, he just has that the feel of Batman. I really, really liked Peter today with people analysing the shit out of that trailer. Oh my god, people, yeah. People noticed the, the comparisons to Seven, the David Fincher film. With things like the way lies written on the wall, the same way sloth was, and you've just got this crime scene. And I'm thinking, if we've got seven by way of Batman, that would be the greatest <laughs> film ever made. Um, so we just don't know. Uh, but I, I did like the fact you mentioned the TV show because that sounded fascinating to me. Um, I've not been a big fan of the DC TV slate. I've watched Arrow for a few years and I watched the first year of The Flash, but I just fell off it. However, the way Matt Reeves was talking about it, saying how you how you said it's year one, um, Batman. If that's a, a TV show that's led by Jeffrey Wright, and we found out today Barry Cohen is in the Batman as rumours to be um, Gordon's partner, Stanley something. Um, he just wanted in. He just wanted yeah, in on this he project. <laughs> he, he saw the trailer and he's like, I just can't wait to be in it. But if we're seeing a TV show that is starring those two with Batman in the shadows kind of doing sh- stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. It sounds like it could be the wire for superhero films, which is a big claim to make. Um <laughs> but I honestly I was sold on that, let alone the film itself. Um do we know of any um kind of major clues to the storyline in the Batman? Because I know there's one big one on the card that he gets at the crime scene. Mm-hmm. Um, that I discovered today, not through my own knowledge, someone else pointed it out to me. <laughs> um, but there's apparently the the Court of Owls are a big feature in maybe not this film, but in I think in this story. In the wider scope. Yeah, that Reeves is going to tell over the course of his proposed trilogy. Um, can either of you tell me about the Court of Owls and what that's all about? <laughs> um, well, when Matt Reeves was on about on his panel. Um, the kind of like corruption and stuff that's led through Gotham. I don't want to spoil too much about the actual Court of Owls story, but Bruce Wayne's family's kind of involved within that. And the Court of Owls are kind of like this multiple century old kind of organization that's always been within like the underworld of Gotham and how kind of money and stuff like that has always fed through the city. And it's going to be interesting because 
you get to learn a bit more where Bruce Wayne's kind of family fortune comes from and whether he can morally accept the money that it was built on. Um, it's really interesting. But um, like you said, with the clues in the trailer, on the card there's those symbols. And I was speaking to my friend Ryan, who's like the biggest DC encyclopedia you'll ever meet. Like, you, you'll name an issue. And he's like, yeah, that came out in like 1967. It was written by this dude. <laughs> um, yeah, shout he, out he, to Ryan. Shout out to Ryan. <laughs> uh, I, I said to him, do you think this is the court of our language? And he says, like, from my memory, it could be. It looks a bit different in the graphic. No, it's more like kind of like old runes. Okay. But obviously, they might update it for like a film. But mm. like you say, if, the, if they're starting to lay the seeds for something like that in a trilogy that has this kind of tone, uh, the, oh, the, the, I'm, so, I, I'm so excited. I don't even know what to say. Just, I know. I can't believe we're getting this kind of stuff in, in a Batman film. It was the tone of it that, that I was completely sold on. Like you, as soon as it started with that, with the song, which Sam has told me was Nirvana. What was it called again? Something in the way. Something in the way. Thank you. I thought it was called Under the Bridge, but whatever. Um, <laughs> That's right, Chili Peppers. Yeah. Um, when I heard that song and just the way the trailer unfolded, and it just like I, like you said earlier, I can't believe that is a quarter of the film. Like that's all they've shot, <laughs> and it looks that good. I just I I was absolutely stunned by it. And I just remember yesterday, Twitter was excited because they'd seen the leak. And I refused to watch the leak out of principle. <laughs> and the trailer just completely blew my mind. Um, so apart from Batman himself um, and the scene of him beating the shit out of a goon, um, <laughs> was there anything else about the trailer that got you really excited to see in October next year, uh, Tom? Um, I've made no secret of it. <laughs> I'm excited for Zoe Kravitz's um, Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously we got to see her cracking the safe and then a little bit of a fight with um, with Bruce. And like Matt, Matt Reeves was saying in, in the panel that she isn't Catwoman yet. You know, mm-hmm. Selena's, Selena's not you know, gone full Catwoman yet. She's still in her early stages of her, you know, her path. Um, so I think that'll be interesting to see. Um, and I think when you when you think of a lot of this as well, you've got you've, to remember that it's a trilogy, like it's a trilogy. Yeah. So you know that 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 in itself is is, is mind blowing to me that you know we're going to get to see all this stuff in the film, but then we're guaranteed to see the the story continue over two yeah. more films. So there's going to be lots of you know, seeds being laid, and you know, like you're saying about the Court of Owls, even if even if that's the only hint to them in that film. The excitement is still going to be there. That mm. they're going to appear at some point. You know, we're going to we're going to get to see them. Um, but yeah, definitely, I'm looking forward to seeing um, Catwoman and Batman's sort of interactions and see where they go with that and what yeah and what what their relationship's going to be like. Mm. Um, uh, well, so yes, yeah, so, so we always we always said the fighting. You know the choreography, <laughs> the action was. We'll, we'll not we'll not go with that again. But we did. Me and Sam watched the trailer together just before recording. We like paused on that bit and went back. <laughs> um, and yeah, and, and you know, you see that you see um, what I'm assuming is like the beginnings of the Batcave that is in mm. at the end, where it's just like the ta- like his desk and a computer, and then the Batmobile there. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing. You know, because it is still it is only year two. What his surroundings are and you know um and his relation to alfred as well and what alfred thinks of all this so yeah there's there's a heck of a lot to be excited about that's what one thing i think i was excited about seeing footage for was that i normally i've been burned by films like spider-man 3 where in my head too many villains is a bad thing however with this film even though they've cast people like catwoman they've cast riddler they've cast falcone they've cast um penguin it seems like they're doing it to kind of flesh out the world rather than batman's going to fight all of these in the same film they want to make this a world like the liverpool where it's apparently being filmed is going to be a living breathing world where you know crime is everywhere and run by different people and batman's gotta kind of somehow get his head around it while dealing with the main threat of the riddler from this film i'm i just i can't wait to see what they can do with it um, anything else that you, Sam, that you are really excited about from the trailer we've not mentioned yet? Uh, just dovetailing what you've just said um, regarding the kind of surroundings of uh, mm. 
of, of Gotham City itself. It's gonna be, it's, it felt like it had an actual... I know it's only what we've seen very little of it, but it did feel like it did have an identity within what we saw yeah. just from the architecture of the place that they've chosen to shoot in. And I noticed as well um, when Bruce pulls into uh, what I presume is the Batcave on his bike... The kind of stairway that it has leading up looks kind of like Wayne, Man- like a Wayne Manor interior, but under- underground, which is kind of an interesting concept. I don't think we've seen mm. um, with the Batcave before, because like the Batcaves we've seen in other film iterations are very much kind of highly teched out. Um, kind of like Bruce Wayne's in Batman vs Superman. It's all like computer screens everywhere, glass walls and armory and stuff like that. The fact we're seeing kind of like it's almost like a kind of like a train station in a way, like Grand Grand Central, like that kind of look, mm. but in a back cave, which I think is fascinating in itself. So I'm excited to see the kind of architecture of it. And uh, other than that, I can't. We can't touch on the fight again. I can't. I can't bring that <laughs> yeah. up. It's, I will, it's I too d- good. Um, the um something I didn't mention either, but his voice oh, after yes. that after that fight, he, he literally like the same he says the one line, but his mm. his Batman voice, I think I think it's perfect already. Mm. It's not you know it's not too try hard. He's not he's not rude go dude like this. You know he's he's <laughs> and it was just that delivery was was perfect and it was yeah. I, I think as well we've not heard is the score. Mm. We've heard a bit from the um the little camera test they did with a uh, with. With our parts, so I'm yeah, excited Chiaquino, to see. Um, yeah, I'm very excited to hear more of that. And it's of course being shot by Greg Fraser. Who it is. is. I think. I think visually it looks spot on. It does. Yeah. Like um, the kind I'm of gonna... depth of field on on all the shots, especially like the one where he's on the bike as well, with Balaclava mm. up. Like yes. it looks gorgeous. Yeah, and I want to address very quickly. I've seen a few people complain that it's too dark. All I'm going to say is, get turn your phone TVs, screen up. Guys. Yeah, just get better TVs, get better screens, because I've watched it on my phone, my laptop, and my TV, and it just looks perfect in every single one. Um, so I'm this it shot up to the, my number one most anticipated film of next year within two minutes, mm. which is quite an achievement. Um, considering how busy 2021 is going to be for films, Batman has just taken over everything else, I'm afraid. Yeah. It's just the way it is. I'm going to shock you, <laughs> Reese, and I'm going to I'm going to tell you that I agree with you because it's my number one anticipated as well. <laughs> Tom, is it your most anticipated for next year? It is at the minute. Yeah, I mean the the amount of times I've watched the trailer will <laughs> will agree with me on that. <laughs> yeah, um, it... But like you say, it's it's going to be a packed year next year. So, but I I don't really see it changing. No, neither do I. It seems that the kind of year where there is going to be something big every single month. Um, but October just needs to be the bat month and we're just going to have to <laughs> enjoy every second of it. And I can't wait to see more. Although, to be honest, I think I've seen that trailer. I'm sold. I don't need to see anything more. Yeah. Just give me the film now. And I just... You've got as much time as you need to finish it. You've got, <laughs> what, over a year, 12 yeah. months, really. Well, 14 months, actually, to, to get it finished. Do what you do your best, boys, because... I know there's going to be all sorts of incredible movies from, from Big and... Small filmmakers coming out next year, but I'm sorry, but Batman owns my ass, so <laughs> I'm very excited for this. <laughs> um, as a final thought, because we've gone on for an hour now and it's been a very, very important episode, um, are you both excited by the prospect of having a world where both Marvel and DC are doing well? Yes. We we should be able to have like, mm. this kind of coalition of, um, of the both existing and putting out good content. I mean... I know it's always been this kind of thing over the past decade where it's like you choose your side, but I've never really seen it that way. I think you can obviously have your preferences, but I think it it would be great to live in a world where they're both putting out fantastic content. Yeah. Tom, same. Yeah, I've never really understood why why people pit them against one another. I really don't. I mean, why you just just enjoy it? Just go out and yeah. enjoy it. It's like especially I think when. Um, Batman v Superman and Civil War came out in the same year. It uh, it was just unbearable. <laughs> the, the whole thing was just the whole discourse around it was just mm. unbearable. I just, I just who's got time to to complain like that? I mean, just I just enjoy it. We're getting yeah. this con- we're getting this content. You know, you can go and watch it if you want. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. You know, if you do, go watch it. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's it's just weird to me that people will spend that much time fighting against 
people on the internet for something. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm the same. I think with with DC, I think my thing, my issue with it, I've always wanted it to be good, and it's just has more misses than hits in, in mm. the last few years. Um, but the prospect of the next couple of years of DC, both in films and on TV and in the games, which you can't even get to today, um, it's such an exciting time to be a fan of movies and of pop culture. Mm-hmm. And it's it's nice to have something to look forward to again after the last six months of doom and gloom. We are finally out of the other side, kind of, with exciting things to look forward to. Um, and I think that wraps us up nicely. Um, DC fan done. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been waiting for that? <laughs> I thought about that about two hours ago, and I can't wait to see it. <laughs> Um, so thank you very much to uh, both of you for joining me today. Um, Tom, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at CyberChef on Twitter um, or trying to be funny over on the Junk Online account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Sam, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at Sunday Rain on Twitter, and you can also find me over on the Jump Cut Play Twitter, which is at JumpCut underscore play. Got some very exciting things happening at the moment, including our own podcast, which launched very yes. recently, and we'll have a second episode of that going out um, this week on Thursday, talking about Ghost of Shishima, so it's going to be very exciting. And I also want to give a big shout out to our fabulous Patreon subscribers. Um, if you go over to our website, jumpcutonline.co.uk, you can subscribe to our Patreon, and right now is a very good time to subscribe to our Patreon. Because in the next week or two, we are going to have our next issue of Jump Cut Magazine, which Tom, I know, has been working on the scenes on for the last few weeks, and I can't wait to see it. Um, if you subscribe to Patreon at the highest tier, you will get a shout out on every episode of the podcast. So I want to say a big thank you to our highest tier subscribers, which are Chris Wilson, Let There Be Light Productions, Zoe Baines, Daryl Griffiths, Sam Luck, Orla Smith. Peter Hodgkins, Nicole Pott, Andy Meakin, and Fabiana Rosas. Thank you very And Hamish Calvert as well. I think he's on the list as well. I believe. Um, he is. Yes, he, um, he is. He, he got great. Yeah, and he took great value. Lovely. Thank you to all of those who are Patreon subscribers. Um, so please head over to the website if this episode was fun to you. We've got lots of other episodes for you guys to look at as well. Uh, but that was our DC fandom coverage. I've been your host, Reese, and we'll see you next time. Good. Bye.